I'm Whitney. I'm Mindy. And I'm Deb. We're three best friends who love nerdy things. Well, some people think we're nerdy, but we think we're pretty awesome. This is our nerdiest thing. Hello, fellow nerds, and welcome to Our Nerdiest Thing. Today, we are discussing Pucking Around by Emily Rath. This is our part two of our discussion. We are talking about chapters 41 through 72. Of course, we are spoiler-friendly and spoiler-heavy. So listen at your own risk. Deb. That always sounds ominous. I always say it like that. Deb. Deb. Will you please share our nerdiest cocktail? I will. (laughs) Whitney. 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 I've never done this before. (laughs) Well, tonight's nerdiest cocktail is called Seattle Girl, and it's themed after mind-blowing one-night stands. This drink pairs well with hot hockey defensemen, cohabitation, and praise kinks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it may cause a threesome with your soulmate's best friend. You've got ginger beer, rum, a lime wedge, and then Mindy. What is this fancy ass liquor? It's like, ginger liqueur. It's ginger is domaine de control. <laughs> well, <laughs> it will be in the show notes. You folks. don't have to use domaine de canton. <laughs> you use ginger liqueur. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so ginger beer, ginger liqueur, rum, and a little lime wedge. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> We <laughs> when we were talking about wreck the halls, my husband was like, "Oh my god, you guys are so loud!" He's like, "All I heard you saying over and over again was, I'm coming." <laughs> she's coming again and now she's squirting again <laughs> i think rachel i mean she's got to with all the bodily fluids going oh, into this girl uh, she just needs a shower <laughs> and she gets one too. <laughs> yeah she does that's true i forgot about that mindy will you, have you spun the wheel of names for our nerdy and dirty recap i have <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> This is your first rodeo, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Like, I've never done this. <laughs> I just joined the podcast. This is our first episode. Yeah. Welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> anyway, let's do the recap. <laughs> Whose name? So the name this week is Deb. It's Deb. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've gotten us off to a great professional I feel, start. So. I feel about as ready as Ilmari was for the threesome. Oh, yeah. He was nervous. He was nervous. He was like, I don't want to be here. (laughs) And then he's like, I want to be right there. All right. We need your one minute timer. God, you really have never done this. Really have no idea what is happening. It feels like a really long time since I've been here doing this, but it's been the same amount of time as you guys. (laughs) For the record, you did cook for like 200 people. That's true. true. Yeah. I mean, you're probably still tired. You have Thanksgiving hangover. I am really tired, you guys. That's true. (laughs) Okay. I've got your precious. I know. It's sad. It's hard. It's a hard life. Um, I've got your 60 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. And away we 
go. Okay, number one, Caleb gets Rachel ready to move in by bringing out his daddy's side and letting him dom her against the kitchen stove. Ooh. Number two, Jake gets jealous and calls dibs on Rachel the minute she moves in. Number three, Jake wants to compete with Caleb to see who can get Rachel to break her no PDA in public rule with sex. Caleb says, cool it, Jake. That's not nice. And then <laughs> number four, they go to do karaoke and damn, Caleb can also sing and play guitar and Rachel's pussy bursts into flame. <laughs> number five, Mars donates to the sea turtles and Rachel wears a Chanel gown. Number six, Rachel tells Jake she loves him. Number seven, Rachel and Omari go to Cincinnati and holy shit, Dr. Holla is Omari's dad. Rachel convinces him to have dinner with his dad with the payment of a kiss. Number eight, Omari and Rachel get it on. Number Number nine, Jake and Kay crash at Omari's and the thruple becomes a quadruple. And uh, number 10, side notes, they use the tentacle dildo. The end. Mm. That was almost that was exactly really 60 good. seconds. That was excellent. I, good job. I don't know how I pulled that out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Jake said. <laughs> well, before we get into this section, before we all get into Rachel, just like the guys did. <laughs> Mindy, can you please share our nerdiest vocabulary? Yes, I would love to this week because I'm keeping it short and sweet. And I just really wanted to highlight the best Finnish curse ever. So in this, in these chapters, Elmari introduces the curse phrase, Suksi Vitun. In Finnish, that literally means ski into a cunt. <laughs> I love that so much. Which translates to fuck off. I just, that was, and that's really all I have. Why does ski into a cunt translate into fuck off? I'm just picturing like, shoo, shoo, shoo. Like like pizza, french fry. I mean, I get (laughs) For those of you that have never skied, that's how you speed up and slow down. I mean, I guess because skis are projectile shaped. Not penis shaped. They're not penis shaped, but they could insert. I don't know. I keep hearing about how how K is like long and thin. Okay, listen. If somebody (laughs) stuck a ski in my cunt, I'd say fuck off. (laughs) If someone could get a ski into your cunt, every time the wind blew, we would hear stuff flapping in the wind. So I hate the C word. I can't believe we both just said it. No, I don't like it either. And now it's like a, a the youngins are using it as like a positive adjective. How yeah. so? I don't. How do you use it as a positive adjective? You're so cunty. Yes. Yes. Ew. Like I've seen a couple of TikToks where like that's the joke is like describing something that way. But it's obviously something positive. And I'm like, I'm just old. Do I y'all. Look I don't, it up in the, uh, I don't get it. How is that positive? Like it's welcoming and warm. I guess or they like, just have like decided that it's going to be positive. You little I don't know. I, I mean, I really it doesn't don't have a, a sweet vibe to it, it was, at all. It was like, I mean, unless you put a vibe on it, it was a <laughs> clip where I saw it was a clip of Jessica Simpson and her sister, Ashley Simpson singing little drummer boy. And the, the, it, like, how from, does cut come into this from like a super long time ago? And you know how Jessica Simpson sings. It's all like, <laughs> like she can't just sing like yeah. straight out, but it was like a uh, little drummer boy, but make it cunty is what it said. <laughs> And I was like, I don't understand. I don't Are you understand. sure they weren't making fun of the Simpsons? I mean, maybe sisters? they were making fun of it, but I still don't get it. You know what yeah, I mean? I like, whether it's positive that. or not. It, it, I mean, anyway. I don't love that word either, maybe but I feel like I'm deep like desensitized to it now. Okay, yeah. so I read too much romance. When, uh, for part three of this, can you find out 
if cunt is now a cool word, Mindy? I, I will do that research. Okay. I'll take one You'll for the team. You'll take one for the team? Yeah, I mean, I just see Just like stuff, Rachel's cunt does. I see, yeah. I see stuff like that, and I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm just going to be old, and I'm going to be like, that's so cool. <laughs> like that's, when I was a kid. <laughs> that's neat, guys, saying the cunt. Like, <laughs> I mean, I just, I'm like, okay, whatever, y'all. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. So let's get into it and talk about our favorite moment from this section. Sorry, Mindy is currently typing in her notes, cunt, cunt research. research. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to do it the fastest Man, way possible. <laughs> the algorithm is going to be so messed up. <laughs> the stuff I've been Googling on my computer right. prepping for these episodes. Girl, I'm like, oh my God. For real. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. That does go into part of my consideration when I choose deep dives for these books. Like, what do I want to Google? That's what incognito. I was going to say good old well, incognito. Yeah, um, so let's talk about our favorite moment. Who wants to go first? I think you should go first, Me? Whitney. You've been so excited about this episode. But, yes. So uh, <laughs> I have a lot of notes and lots of things to say. Picking a favorite moment was kind of hard for me because I had a lot that made me really uncomfortable in this section. <laughs> I thought you might be uncomfortable in yeah. this section. Oh, mm-hmm. Yes. And I wrote, I wrote down in my note. Hold on. I wanted to read this quote from my notes where I said, I guess I'm just super straight and monogamous. <laughs> I just was like, um, a lot of this is like, okay, Whitney, different strokes for different folks, right? (laughs) Um, But I did, I really like Ilmari, which I've decided I think I like him the best because he's like, I just want to be with her. Like, you guys do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to be with her. You know what I mean? And I, I guess that's how I feel too. So I really like him. So I picked my favorite moment being when they kissed and started doing it, like that whole scene leading up to it where she was like, um, I don't care about the game. I care about you. And it was like, no one's ever said that to me before. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that, that, sweet, that sort of tension. Swoony, yeah. Like, well, in that sweet, like I see you, I don't see the hockey player. I see, I see the man. The yeah. I liked that a lot. I thought that was, that really was sweet. a really sweet moment. Well, my favorite moment was actually leading up to that. It's Ooh. all the tension yeah. between Amari and Rachel when they get back to the hotel. So yeah. she takes her bag and leaves it at the front desk. For a reason, because she knows she cannot go up to his room. So when she finds out it's in his room, she literally asks him to go get it. She's (laughs) like, I cannot go up there. So she has to decide whether or not when she gets up to the room to get her bag, she literally has to make the decision as to whether or not she's going to awkwardly hold the door open with her foot and grab, (laughs) grab her bag and run or let it shut behind her because she's like, if this shuts... We're fucking it's done. Yeah, it's like, done. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought the buildup was yeah. really, very well written. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, because I, I did feel like at the beginning of the book, she's just like, well, yeah, I'm going to fuck these two guys in a broom closet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with this, it was like still hot. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. But with this, it's like there's been a, yeah. there's been the slow burn. There's the buildup. Yes. Yeah. A lot more buildup. Yeah. 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 I like that a lot, too. What about you, Mindy? Well, my favorite moment also involves Amari, but it's when he's inspecting Caleb's piercings. <laughs> that was <laughs> They're really cool. I know. I love how he says he doesn't have to be gay to be fascinated by it. And (laughs) then he asks to touch it. And like, it makes me realize that Europeans are just so much more enlightened and free than we are. He was very clinical about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I need to. He was very Elmari about it. Like, super like stoic and just like, okay. Very detached. Not, there's no emotion. It was just a great little moment. I did give an honorable mention for when Rachel tells Dr. Hala to go ski into a cunt. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
that was funny. That that curse makes me laugh too. I like that a lot. What about um, least favorite moment? You know, I was sick to my stomach over Dr. Halla. Yeah. Who is someone that Rachel trusted. And as we know, he used her to get close to Ilmari. Yeah. And then at dinner, she doesn't, he doesn't even know that Ilmari's mother died 13 years ago. Yeah. yeah that That's how out of touch he is. So yeah. in the words of Rachel Price, he can go fuck himself hard with the sandpaper dildo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough scene. What about you, Wit? Um, I did besides the whole rest of the. the I did not like the tentacle play when it was described as literally the size of a Pringles can. Like I know we joke about that in Akatar with like Cassian, yeah. But I've never actually thought it was canon that Cassian's dick okay. is the size of a Pringles can. Oh, I did. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what I really liked about that scene was I forget which one of them, but one of them knew to ask her what setting she it liked. Caleb. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, you know. I appreciate <laughs> you know, it. I did appreciate that detail, actually. But yeah. one of them, I think it was Caleb, actually. One of them said, I think it was Caleb saying it to Jake, like, uh, you know, get a prepper for the tentacle, like, just like anal. And I wrote in my notes, like, nothing will turn it off for me faster than that anal. Just like <laughs> anal. Like, no. Well, we were you. talking before we turned on the <laughs> podcast about a book I loved, but they kept calling it Pleated Folds. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, just, I'd rather no, you say, you. I would rather you say butthole. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I really would. Or you yeah. stuck it in her ass or something. Don't, you don't need to make it sound fancy. It's not fancy. Yeah. No, no. That's weird. Yeah. That, that, that quote. fashionable. That, yeah. That just, just like anal was like, and I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, like with that scene. Yeah. Just that scene. I get that. Well, I was yeah. done, but I still had some reading. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> what was your least favorite scene, Mindy? Mine was well, actually, there's a lot of things that I really, really love about the sudden death scene in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But it really bothered me the first time I read this when all along she'd been telling both Jake and Caleb that she's theirs. You know, I'm yours, I'm yours. But then she gives this big speech about how she doesn't belong to them, she belongs to herself. Right. Which, for the record, is super empowering and awesome, but totally conflicting. Right. Yeah. So when I was reading this time, I thought, I need to figure this out. And I don't know, it, it frustrated me. And maybe I just needed to wrap my head around the subtleties of polyamory a little bit more mm-hmm. so i just decided to educate myself and i did a little deep dive into polyamory Ooh. i'm excited to hear this because that really bothered me a lot too yeah while it, i was reading this I, i'm not gonna say i still I, I, for me it wouldn't work but i definitely understand it more do either of you know anyone like irl in a polyamorous relationship i, I know people in open relationships but, i just know yeah, the sister wives TLC, <laughs> like I literally, mean, that's no, that's my own. No, that's actually like, yeah, not polyamory. That's, that's um, it's different. Polyamory is different from what's the one? Wh- oh man. Okay, well, hold on. Go into your deep dive and tell okay. us. With I don't me. know if it's in there. <laughs> I didn't interrupt this time. <laughs> you did. For the record, polygamy, that was with me. The word I was. That was polygamy, polygamy is when they're married. Polyamory is it, it encompasses that, but like polygamy, they have to be married. Polyamory is just like a more umbrella term. Hmm. Okay. There's that. Tell us all about it. So polyamory actually comes from the Greek word or 
roots poly which means many and amor meaning love which makes complete sense so the word (laughs) yeah the word literally means many or multiple loves but it's not really a free-for-all the relationship is supposed to be based on mutual consent and clear boundaries have to be set so there's honesty transparency trust all that i don't feel like they've done that yet i'm not sure they have yet they they do i think sort of get there Anyway, so obviously, though, communication is key for a polyamorous relationship to work. And I think that's where the sudden death scene comes in. They're like, look, we got we got to lay it out on the table, leave it all in on the ice or whatever. Yeah. So there are several different types of polyamory. The first one is the V where one person dates two people, but those two people are not involved with each other. So if you think of a V, the person that's with both is at the point and then the other two are at the top. So that would be Omari and Jake would be right. Like if they so were if just Caleb those, wasn't yeah. in the picture, it would be Omari, Omari, Jake, and then Rachel. Right. That would be a V. Then there's the triad and that's three people involved in a sexual relationship. This would be Rachel, Jake and Caleb before Omari was in the picture. So they're all three involved somehow they don't necessarily have to be involved with each other. Like at that point, Jake and Caleb aren't involved with each other. I don't think, but anyway, so that's yes. So they're all involved. He has a lot of fun up against Caleb. Well, that is true. He, uh, they aren't like honest at that point though. So they're not, they're not, they're not being clear communicators. (laughs) (laughs) The next one would be the quad, which is four people involved sexually in a relationship. And it's usually two couples that become involved with each other. Uh, So the way that it's, portrayed and pucking around is a little different than what it usually is, but it would be, I mean, they all participate in sex together in the same room. Then it gets a little more complicated. Sure. Three penises and one vagina isn't complicated at <laughs> I all. Was say, I think it's already complicated. Well, I mean, when they're all kind of a part of it, it's one thing, but this is like when some are not part and some are, there's a hierarchical polyamory and there's a primary focus on one relationship in that. And any other relationship would be secondary. So this is what most people would think of when they're talking about an open marriage. So the marriage is the primary relationship because they live together. They share finances. They do all that stuff together, but they see other people outside their marriage. Okay. So hierarchical, the the primary relationship is at the top, and so everything that's else open is second relationship, right? Essentially, it's like an open marriage. Okay. Yeah. The next one is the non hierarchical polyamory, and that means that no single relationship is prioritized. So the whole relationship is needs fulfillment based, where everyone is concerned with what the whole setup gives them. So everyone has an equal say in the relationship and make decisions together. And I feel like this is what our pucking around relationship yeah. is, is then there is i love this one kitchen table polyamory mm, that sounds fun <laughs> but it, it not necessarily is so it <laughs> this actually could also apply to rachel and her guys though because Amari isn't sexually involved with the other two guys yet <laughs> basically this is where not all partners are necessarily romantically involved but they do all hang out together like share meals together thus it's called kitchen, kitchen table, table. so that yeah. would be sister wives kind of except for they're married except for they're married yeah i guess yeah yeah, yeah. the wives don't sleep together right oh no, well definitely yes. not Absolutely. although now i would say it's hierarchical because he has a favorite wife and ignores the other True. ones. Well, doesn't he only have one left? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's actually so he's heterosexual. Mon- he is monogamous now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Not really. I hope those women's hearts weren't broken. <laughs> I think they were. But <laughs> I don't. I think they're over it now. Okay. Good well, deal. Yeah. They're better off. <laughs> he sucks. So, yeah. 
The next one is called parallel polyamory, and it's the opposite of kitchen table polyamory. It's where there's one pair and one or both of them have relationships with another person, and they're each aware of the other person, but are not friendly with them, and they don't interact. So it'd be like mm-hmm. if Rachel and Jake were together, and she was also with Caleb and Amari, but but Jake didn't want to know about them and didn't want to interact with them at all. So it's like having an open relationship, but pretending like you don't? Kind I of, guess. yeah. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Then there's solo polyamory, which... It's silly, I think, because it's basically someone who's involved with several partners but does not have a primary relationship. So, so like, dating? she's dating. She's on Tinder. So or they, he's on Tinder, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see on Tinder someone being like, I'm a solo, I'm a solo polyamorous. polyamorous. Yeah, they have <laughs> no sure strings attached are. relations where their needs are met but aren't interested in a serious relationship. <laughs> so I put sounds like dating to me. Right. And then non-exclusive. Finally, yeah. Yeah. Finally, there's the monopoly relationship where one partner is monogamous to the other partner. But one partner has other partners. So one person's an open relationship. And the other one is is not. Well, that's Elmari and Rachel at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So the difference between that and cheating or adultery is that it's happening with mutual consent. Yeah. Everybody knows about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) not. And it's on board with it. On the down low. Yeah. Right. You're not lying to your partner (laughs) about your other partners. So there are some common rules and boundaries that most people in a polyamorous relationship would, you know, go over and talk about. So the first one is consent, consent, consent. Like everybody has to be consensual in this. Um, Otherwise, obviously it's cheating or it's not good. Right. The second is clear and specific communication, which really, honestly, that's like for any relationship. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Like everybody can benefit from clear and specific communication. Three, always use protection, Mm. which makes sense. Establish very clear boundaries to prevent jealousy, which is, I think, where I get hung up. I just have such a jealous streak. I just don't know that I could be, I just don't think I can not be jealous. I'm like, too I'm, competitive. Yeah. I'd be like, what do you, yeah. are they better than me? Because I'll show you. But I know there's people <laughs> out there that, that that's not an issue for them, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, there's no way. <laughs> just... I think anxiety. It goes hand in hand with that. Yeah, maybe. You think so? so? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so the next uh, common rule is pay attention to your partner. And really, this should go without saying, like, don't neglect your primary partner or any of them for another one. Hmm. These are rules Sister for everyone. It really is yeah. def- definitely something that everybody could benefit from. Uh, the next one, this may be a little different. Keep distance from the other person's partner if it's not a mutual partner. Because then it'll be easier than to not judge or make comments about the other person. Like you're not, you shouldn't be talking about that person and giving the other one fodder for comebacks or whatever to wedge in between you. Does oh, that make yeah. sense? And then finally, this is another one that I would definitely struggle with is don't take things personally. Oh, I don't know how to do that. That's, I not, don't either. that's not an option for Whitney. <laughs> And then finally, uh, there's some common misconceptions, I think. And this was sort of where I was at, where I was like, I just need to educate myself about this. A lot of people, I guess, think that polyamory is a disorder, an illness. And I mean, I guess I can see that in some religious, like, cultish, you know, A disorder or illness. Yeah. But just because it's something that you don't engage in doesn't 
make it a sick sickness obviously some people are just capable of loving multiple people at the same time and i think once i finally like wrapped my head around that Mm. like just because i don't feel like i can do that and i know that it's because of those couple reasons where the jealousy and and that kind of stuff come in but there are other people that, that that's that's not a problem for them so if you're capable of loving multiple people at the same time it doesn't make you like you have a disease that's so weird sick yeah <laughs> Uh, number two, it's not cheating. A lot of people say, oh, you're cheating on each other. Well, the difference between polyamory and cheating is consent, yeah. which I've already talked about. And then honestly, though, po- polyamory doesn't mean it's a free for all and anything goes or that you can never cheat. Because if you don't follow the rules and boundaries set by all partners, that would be considered cheating. Right. right. So if you were if the rules and boundaries were like, you can only have two partners and I can only have two partners and then you go and get a third partner, that's cheating. Like right. because that's not part of the consensual right. contract or whatever. And then some people may think that partners are polyamorous because they just can't commit. But in actuality, they're able to commit to multiple partners. That's a lot of work. That's it what is. I, that's it what is. I was just thinking too. Because yeah. I've already mentioned sister wives. Watched it for like 10 years. But that's my thing with the even the sister wives situation where it's like that is so much work. I like to be alone too much than to have to worry about so, like another person besides yeah. my husband's needs and wants. Right. I'd be like, oh my God, you guys are so clingy. Yeah. <laughs> I think... I think if I was going, and I'm not, but if I was going to engage in polyamory, I would have to be in the hierarchical polyamory. I'd have to be the extra person. Like, you have your own relationship. I'll be over here reading until you want to have sex. (laughs) (laughs) I would have to be the Rachel where it's all about me and everybody will do what I want them to do when I want them to do it. Everyone pleases Deborah. Yeah, right. I mean, I would have to be the Rachel. I'm like, it's two o'clock. It's orgasm time. (laughs) (laughs) Who's available? So where are my sexual butlers? (laughs) Ring a little bell. Ring your bell. It's like penis shade. Ding, ding, ding. Identical bell, identical <laughs> dildo bell. <laughs> no, you buzz it. You buzz it on one for for the first one, yeah. two for the other. <laughs> they know their buzz. Yeah, one, <laughs> everyone has a setting. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, to wrap it all up, I can now kind of see how each person is their own autonomous self, but they can still belong to someone romantically. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely like made that leap to where I see where she's coming from. That. When she says, I'm yours, but I don't belong to you. Right. Right. Like right. you don't have, you know, you're not my, the person. Keeper. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was just thinking. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that, 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 that's the difference for Rachel when she's talking here. Yeah. And so I, I was very enlightened by that. I, I mean, a lot of it's common sense, especially like or it should for, be or should be for right. most relationships, but the different types of polyamory, like that makes sense to me. Like it's not it's not cut and dried it's not black and white and really nothing is right i did really enjoy that because i didn't know there were so many types i know me either um, the whole like it's not cheating if it's consent i really like that you said that and yeah i mean it makes more sense when you're educated about it automatically think it's like this big free-for-all like sex for for everyone for sure or like i get to do whatever i want to do when i feel like doing it and it's not like that at all and and like you all said i think it's more work so it It honestly takes more from you to do something like this than it does you know to just have to worry about one other person you guys are my polyamorous reader friends (laughs) (laughs) 
I kind of like that. I stay the night with you and read sometimes. <laughs> Would that make us kitchen table? People, yeah, yeah. Kitchen table people. Was it? Because all kitchen sometimes, table sometimes yeah. I'll read alone with Whitney. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I read alone. And with, I get jealous. Sometimes <laughs> I read. Sometimes I read alone with our friend Holly and stay the night over there. <laughs> but we all know about each other and we're cool with it. <laughs> Holly does have that great library. Our, if you know what I mean. Our polyamorous <laughs> book club. No sex. <laughs> oh yes. my gosh. Uh, well, thank so you. I'm in a polyamorous relationship for the record. I'm not making fun of it. I'm yeah. just being <laughs> We're making fun of ourselves. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but no, I really did learn a lot. Yeah, thank I you. did too. Thank you. Very Megan. enlightening. So that brings us to our biggest revelation. What was your all's biggest revelation for this section? <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's that part where... Tess is there and she's going to go into the kitchen and there's like a three-way hand job happening. (laughs) How, okay. How do these people give each other orgasms while they're standing up? My deep dive was going to be trying to find some research that suggested that having the big, the big O would be more difficult while standing. But I guess I'm like the minority. I've never. No. I, yeah, I think there has to be no a well, height compatibility there. Well, there oh, does, well, but yeah. they were doing handsy stuff. I'm talking well, about true. just having an orgasm, not having sex. But <laughs> handsy stuff. I've I've never been able to do that. I'm always. Mm-mm. I'm worried that I would like fall mid climax. <laughs> and then like you know, I'm like on the floor. I like broke my ankle or something because I was like standing up. But yeah, so that really baffled me. I thought it was like a thing that people couldn't do that, but it's really common that people can. Well, I'm. I think we were talking before this that I learned some new terminology since I've been reading Emily's books. And um, <laughs> so there's a scene in, and I'm not going to give away too much, but in her latest uh, release, which is uh, Pucking Ever After Volume 2, which is her little happily ever after novella. And there is something called frauding. Do you all know what that is? No. Frotting? Frotting. Okay. It's when you, and it happens in this book. I don't know if it's in this section or the next one. Where you grab both the penises in your hand, your own and someone else's, and then stroke it to orgasm. I didn't know that was a thing. So I did find two articles, one from Women's Health and one from Prevention, that give good tips on how to get down while standing up. I'll link link them in the show notes. But apparently, um, a lot of people do use like standing sex is foreplay instead of like to get to climax. But Hmm. they were doing hand stuff, and I still didn't get it because I'm like, what happens if one of them like starts moving a lot? Well, to be fair, like you and Brian are like the complete opposite in height. (laughs) Like Darren and I struggle, and we're closer in height than you and Brian are. (laughs) Brian would have to like bend fully over at the waist. Brian would have knee issues. He needs a special stool. <laughs> no, I need no, a special stool. You need a special right. well, But thinking... then my arms are so short, I wouldn't be able to reach him. <laughs> I'm just a teeny tiny person. <laughs> she's, she's, so yeah, that, was, small that was my biggest revelation that three people could stand together and all have an orgasm standing yep. up. I, yeah, I, that was very unbelievable to me. I, I was going to say, I thought that that was just like a suspend your disbelief. <laughs> So I'm right there with you, Deb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mindy, what was your biggest revelation? Mine was when Kay and Jake finally got together. It's like the Atlas Gabe pairing we never got with the, <laughs> the bonds that tie, right? Jay Bree, we need it. I, I know. need <laughs> it. Like a Merry Christmas bonus chapter or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, I just I just love that. I mean, I, 
again, I knew it was coming because I've read this before. But when I first read it, I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm on board with this. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, there's the other one where Dr. Hala is actually Mars's biological father. That's kind of the obvious one, right? Yeah. That was the one I picked. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense. (laughs) I'm glad somebody picked it. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to ask you about Jake and Caleb because I didn't read the, is it a novella? The The prequel? prequel? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't read that, but... Is there anything in there about Jake and Caleb and their like friendship at all? Or is that really just focused on it's Jake and It's really Rachel? just focused on that one night that they're together. Um, I can't remember if he even, he might mention in passing his best friend. I, yeah, but I don't, not really. But like, not really anything that's like, okay. yeah. But they've been friends forever. For a long time. Because yeah. I felt like sometimes in this section in particular with their friendship and relationship, whatever, sometimes I felt like I was missing a piece of that buildup for Jake right. and, and Caleb. You know what I mean? Like I get that the, the description of like, they've been friends for a long time and like they used to live together. Like I get that all that is there, but I still at times felt like something happened that I missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just the way I, mean, that I, I personally I felt about got it. The impression that, I mean, Jake is such a like puppy dog. Like he's <laughs> just like, whatever, you know, is, you just yeah. make me happy. So, you know, hey. no, very much. But so. like Caleb pines after him yeah. for a long, long time. And you actually do in Punking Wild, the next book in this, um, you get to see their wedding. Oh, and uh, which sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> Damn, I did you see I sorry. Said it at the beginning? Did you Listen see me glaring at you when you said that? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, you get a little more insight into that. Yeah. In that in that book. I would actually love Hey Emily Rath. <laughs> <laughs> love a scene from Jake and Caleb's past. Past. Yeah. Like when they're playing together in oh, college maybe, or whatever. Maybe where they're a little queer. Well, where maybe Caleb's like exploring that, like when he's just figuring that out and he's just figuring out his feelings for Jake and he's realizing that, that, that there's more there, but it's really well, difficult for him because Jake does, is not there. They say maybe in the first section, they make a real throwaway. One of them says a throwaway line about like, we haven't shared a girl since college yeah. or something like that. Right. So that foundation is there. But yeah. I just wondered if there was something in that prequel novella that like, because since I didn't read that, yeah. that I missed out on. The prequel know? novella is a lot of sex between Jake and Rachel. This book is a lot of sex. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hot. Rachel well, and everybody. Emily's going to be on the podcast next episode. So you need to ask her if she plans on writing that. Yeah. I, yes, Put it in I your notes will. next to whatever research. research. <laughs> Well, yeah, so my biggest revelation was about Dr. Hala being um, Ilmari's actual biological father. That was a good, I thought that was a good twist and reveal. I did not see that coming right, at I all. Right, I didn't either. It never, and obviously she had been hinting at it because she talked a lot about how he was like a European doctor yeah. and he had this thick accent and all the stuff and I just like did not pick up on I that I do at love all. too where he's like, you didn't think about Duh, I'm from Europe. <laughs> like I'm from Finland, and she's like, I don't know where you're well, from. Yeah, I, I was, it's I felt like, the same way. It's like though when you're like, I'm from Kentucky, and someone's like, Do you know so and so? Like, no. Do you know Colonel Sanders? <laughs> right. No, no, I don't. Uh, but yeah, that whole storyline with uh, Doctor Hollow with the hip injury. Guys, I went like super nerdy with my deep dive this week. So um, last week I mentioned <laughs> that one of my biggest revelations was realizing what the floor humping was during hockey warmups. <laughs> like it's actually yes. a very legitimate like, warm-up exercise. We just thought you guys were horny. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it looks silly, but I didn't know until last week what that was actually for. So I kind of kept that theme going, <laughs> I guess, as I was reading this section. So 
Rachel and Anamari, but especially Rachel, doing all this work to keep Ilmari healthy. And they focused a lot on his hips. And I personally have had issues with my hips as a childbearing woman. So Do I they went, lie? <laughs> they don't lie. These hips do not lie. <laughs> um, I went full out nerd and did a deep dive on hip health. So I wanted to kind of focus on women because that's what I am. That's what most of our listeners are, <laughs> even though Ilmari obviously is not. So I focused on basically overall wellness and how healthy hips can support that. So everybody get your learning hats on because away we go. I can't so, wait to learn about my hips. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, your hips are actually a joint. I thought they were literally bones. <laughs> I never thought about the fact that they were a joint. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, I, guess I thought it was like the whole package, like, like the, the joints pelvis. and the bones and the like that part of, yeah, that part of the pelvis, well, the side of your pelvis. It is part of your pelvis, but I never thought of it like yeah. that. So the hips are a ball and socket joint that connects your pelvis to your thigh bone. So, you know, the like your leg bones connected <laughs> to your hip bone. I thought hip bone was like an actual thing. Yeah. So that <laughs> well, was the first thing I learned. they led us astray. They really I know. Did. They were lying to Whoever us. Whoever wrote advertising. that, fuck you. Right. So I thought that that was like the hip was a part of your skeleton like the actual bone but it's just it's just the joint but it is the second largest joint in your body after your knee it's also one of the most weight bearing joints in your body so that means it is constantly under stress as it supports your body weight so keeping your hip joint strong and healthy is extremely important to the rest of your body that makes sense right i had never thought about any of this like this before even though i have been to physical therapy for (laughs) pelvic issues, which include my (laughs) hips. So I felt stupid. So this joint also, the hip joint also works to balance and support your upper body, AKA your torso and your head. So that's kind of important as well. Um, The hip joint is what allows you to move your legs, your lower bodies, your thighs. Uh, So having issues with your hips means that you're going to have issues with your lower body, which means walking and standing and running when you think about it they're right in the middle of your body yes like it's connected to everything in a way and it stabilizes everything so you're gonna have if you have issues with your hips you're gonna have issues with like your entire body basically so doing anything in life is going to be more difficult or and or i guess more painful if you have issues with your hips so since the hip is also connected to your pelvis hip problems can mean problems with your pelvis which is what i have firsthand experience with Thank you to my daughter. Uh, <laughs> big props to my pelvic floor physical therapist, Regina. Shout out to Regina. Shout out to Regina. Shout she out. was my fibro physical therapist. <laughs> oh, can I tell my Regina story? Oh, please do. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. You know what I'm about to say. Yes, I do. This is one of my favorite stories. I have fibromyalgia, which uh, really messes with the pain centers in your body. And I was having a lot of trouble with my lower back and my legs. So Regina was helping me strengthen my core and she was helping me get my back to not be so tight and also like work on my gait, right? She was working those hips. She was working those (laughs) hips. So... Uh, I do like all these exercises with her one day. I'm like all sweaty. She has me go in and lay on the table because she's going to pop my back, right? So the way that a physical therapist that's not a chiropractor pops your back is they the way she did it is she had me roll on my side. She wrapped her arms around me like a bear hug. I mean, her boobs were all up in my face. (laughs) And I mean, not like anything gross, but I was like, oh, there's your breast, Regina. But um, she's like wrapped around me in like a bear hug. And then what she does is she rolls you over quickly and presses really hard. Yeah. So she rolls me over and I'm like talking, 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 and she presses really hard. And it's like, (laughs) 
It was like a two minute fart. <laughs> I have never farted that loud in my entire life. Of course, the door is open oh, to the exam. Of course. She busts, up laughing. <laughs> she busts up laughing. I'm laughing. I've never been able to look at this woman in the eye again. I, I was mortified. She's like, oh, honey, it happens all the time. And I'm like, not like that. <laughs> it was awful. But I mean, my stomach and my back felt I was going to say, I think you felt very relaxed. But you felt great. <laughs> I didn't have gas for like two weeks after I that. <laughs> Sorry, so shout out to Regina. Shout out to Regina. <laughs> solving problems for all of us. Oh my gosh. I love Regina. Okay, so one of the most stereotypical, uh, I wrote, quote, old person medical <laughs> procedures is hip replacement, right? So this doesn't really have anything to do with your age, but it's about the health of your hips. And when you think about how much work your hips do for your body every single day, being like you said, Mindy, being in the middle of your body yeah. and connected to these major, um, major parts of your body, it makes a lot more sense to me now that so many people need medical intervention with their yeah. hips, especially as they get older, right? The more, the older you are, the more wear and tear the hips are going right. to have. Well, now that I know it's a joint, it makes more sense. Exactly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like just like your knees, right? Knee replacements are um, a big thing, too. So they get so much wear and tear that if you're not super intentional about taking care of your hips, like Elmari had to be, they will absolutely wear out. So here are some quick tips about keeping those hips healthy. <laughs> so the first one I found, you know, personally offensive, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the truth, unfortunately. Um, being at a healthy weight for your height and your body build is very important, which I know, especially for women, it's like, hey, my arm fell off. And they're like, did you did you try losing weight? Like, it's right. always the first answer. Yeah. But for your hips, it makes a lot yeah. like obviously it makes but a lot think of sense, about right? where women gain weight exactly yeah. around our midsection yeah. exactly but the hips basically carry the weight of your entire body right yeah. so if you are not at a healthy weight and have too much weight for your build for your height uh, whatever healthy weight is for your body the more strain your hip joints are going to have so we already established extra strain on your hips can affect your pelvis your torso aka your lower back and your lower body so if you're worried about your hips or your experiencing pain in any of those areas in your body, being at a healthy weight is one good place to start to take some literal pressure off of your hips. Another way to take that pressure off your hip joints is to decrease the high impact activity in your life where possible. So if you're concerned about your hips, I have zero high impact. I know, right? Well, and some people don't, which I'm actually yeah. going to talk about that in a second. But, you know, if you're doing something like running yeah. five miles and are having lower back pain, like maybe walk instead. Yeah. Right. And it's hard for people to, to make that change. But, you know, if you're doing box jumps or squat jumps, maybe just do standing squats and leave yeah. your feet on the ground. Like make those small changes right. if you're worried about it. If you're not worried about it, then don't worry about it. Continue to not worry about it, I guess. Um, so please speak to your medical professional about what activities you might want to switch out if that's something that you are worried about at all. So for the rest of us <laughs> who do not have high impact activities, right? Um, most of us sit down too much. 
So incorporating a stretching routine, especially before you are active, is very helpful for your hips. So when you keep yourself flexible and keep those joints flexible, you reduce your risk of injury and you're less likely to hurt yourself in random day-to-day activities when your muscles are not super tight. So when you sit a lot, your hips are going to be super tight because you're not using them, right? You're not flexing them. They're staying in that um, same position for a lot of your day. For the record, like yoga, is oh, such a so low good. impact yes uh, you know exercise that oh, it's yeah. really really like pigeon pose That's is my, my favorite favorite pose yeah i could do it for three Me hours too. on each side i'd watch i'd watch a 45 minute show doing that i know right <laughs> i've i've actually done I that you're about to say real, i'd watch a 45 year old man do that <laughs> Uh, We're actually going to have a link in our show notes to an article from Women's Health, which is going to, it has a lot of really great stretches for your hips. Some of them are standing, some of them are kneeling, and some of them are sitting. So whatever your body needs, if you can do all three or if, you know, you can only do standing, there are some really good options. And they all have videos to show you how to do each stretch properly. Women's Health is bringing all the show notes. I know. Sex standing up and how to increase your hip flexibility. Exactly. So you could have sex and increase. Your hip flexibility <laughs> while you're standing up. I just spread those legs super wide. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta stretch for a minute, honey. <laughs> And then last but not least, strengthening the muscles around your hip joints, because again, the hips are a joint. They are not muscle. They are not bone. Well, I guess they are kind of bone themselves, but they're a joint. Strengthening the muscles around them is extremely helpful. So that would be focusing on your core, which includes your glutes and your lower back. um, And your pelvic floor. And your pelvic floor. Exactly. I've had a lot of lower back pain um, since having my daughter and she's almost five. And it stems from, it's not the, it's not my back. That is the problem. That's just where the pain is right it's my core it's my pelvic pelvis pelvic floor muscles and my hips my hips are like out of alignment because of the way that she was sitting in my in my body so again thank you (laughs) because if they weren't cute we wouldn't have any more right right definitely fuck with our bodies oh my gosh yeah so your core muscles work just as hard as your hips to stabilize your body so you have to be intentional about them and see a doctor or a physical therapist like ilmari seeing rachel when you need to that can be amazingly beneficial so i know it's not like the sexiest deep dive (laughs) but you know a lot of women have back problems and have pelvic floor problems and experience back pain and your hips are important and it's not just older you know people either because i I actually had that same issue when I was pregnant with my middle child. I'm not that old. <laughs> right? Like, we're not old. So, you know, when I was pregnant with Molly, I had an uneven gait because my yeah. hips were messed up. And so I did physical therapy. And I remember, like, I had to, like, press one foot into the wall, but not the other one to, like, even that out. And it does. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. So no I'm matter what age it. you are, I think it's super important to, you know, it's as a woman for sure to keep that area of your body healthy. Yeah. Especially if you have had kids, if you oh, have, yes. if you have been pregnant, it changes, it just changes everything. So go see a physical therapist and talk to your doctor. And it'll make your pregnancy better. Yeah. Honestly, if you, if you deal with it beforehand, it'll make your hoo-ha better too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so anyway, hips. Can, can we talk a little bit, speaking of hips, about just how dangerous hockey is, though? Because, like, the <laughs> whole sure. thing with Rachel is she's a physical therapist, right? Yeah. And so she is there for when the guys get injured and to watch them during the game and make sure they're not overextending like she's worried with Ilmari. So yeah. I did look up real quick some some hockey facts. Let's talk Fast hockey facts. facts. <laughs> so as we see with Ilmari, the hip labrum tear which i keep wanting to say labia <laughs> <It's a laughs> hip. that's last week's episode where i talked about genital piercings my friends um, the hip labrum tear is the most common hip injury in hockey actually huh. and the most dangerous hockey position is goalie and mm. it's because they have pucks in the excess of 100 miles per hour wow. rushing towards their body that's crazy so even though football has the highest injury rate in sports hockey players actually actually hit each other almost 20% harder than football oh, players wow. do I during it. the game. Hmm. The We talked about the hip tear, but the clavicle is the most commonly broken bone in hockey, either from impact from other players, falling on the ice, or hitting the sideboards on the rink yeah. like you see them do I've all seen the time. some really gnarly Yikes. like yeah. guys hitting the boards and like crumpling, basically. Yeah, like it's their bad. face is all bloody and shit. So according to ESPN, the only sport more difficult than hockey is boxing. Huh, and it has really? to do with the amount of stamina and yeah, like balance sense. and strength that. it takes to play the sport. Out of all sports, ice hockey causes the most concussions, accounting for up to 30% of all hockey injuries. Which is interesting. <laughs> you would think that football would top that. that yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I see it. I mean, I, I can see it. And I mean, you fall on the ice, you're hitting your head hard, right? right? And see, yeah. I keep thinking that the helmets are going to help them, forgetting that football players have helmets too. <laughs> so right. get concussions But also. here's the thing. It was, it was like in the... 60, 40s or 60s I can't remember which when they first started wearing helmets for a long time they didn't wear helmets that's in ice so hockey and that's insane that's nuts. Yeah, including that's the crazy. goalies like the goalies didn't start wearing masks until really late that's it's insane been fairly recently hmm. so speaking to the about these guys hot bodies Ooh. due to year-round training and conditioning NHL players are bigger stronger and faster than any time previous in history which I'm cool with <laughs> Congratulations. Good job, guys. Good job. The NHL is part of what is called the Big Four with the M the NBA, MLB, and NFL, all known for being the wealthiest professional club competitions. Hmm. Which I never thought about it that way. It is a club, if you really think I about mean, it. Yeah. Right. It's definitely like the redheaded stepchild, though. Yeah. <laughs> so the most painful bone one can break in the human body is said to be the femur, which yeah. is your thigh oh, yeah. bone. And actually, Chicago Blackhawks prospect Sam Savoie just broke his in October. Ooh, so they think that. he's going to have a full recovery, but he has a really long road in front of him. Yeah. There is something called chronic traumatic encephaloth encephalopathy or CTE, which I'm going to call it. Yeah, before. let's say that. Mm -hmm. And this is a progressive degenerative disease affecting people who have suffered repeated concussions and traumatic brain injuries. And in one study done by Boston University, half of the hockey participants had CTE detected. Wow. That makes so much sense because not only do you have like pucks flying at your head, which yeah. those things are like massive like right. dense right and but you've got um people high sticking you you've got people checking you into the boards i mean putting it in yeah. the five hole the putting it in the five <laughs> hole but i mean even just like you're you're skating around on like uh, knives and you fall and hit 
the ice. It's not right. the right. same as hitting dirt. No, right. it's not. Yeah. Right. That's interesting, though, because I've heard about CTE a lot with football. And I don't have, and boxing. I, and boxing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't hear people talk about it with hockey. Yeah. That's interesting. So, and finally, believe it or not, hockey is number four when ranked worldwide in terms of the most popular sports. And the number two sport is going to make you giggle. It's cricket. <laughs> Oh, look, that that's hardcore. Have you seen any like bloopers from cricket? Uh, I'm no, I'm no. thinking of like them with the little ma- that's the mallet and the pool balls, right? But uh, like, they no, do use that. They okay, you might also be thinking of croquet. I'm thinking of, yes, croquet. You're thinking of croquet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what's cricket? So, cricket, they have these big paddles, and they I still don't understand it's like it, rugby with paddles, right? Well, it's like croquet on steroids. Or baseball and croquet on steroids. Yeah. Like, you have, like, a, a pitcher, sort of. I don't know. They've got these big paddles and these balls. I mean, I, I still don't. over, whack really hard. <laughs> so, it's so funny, though, because, you know, if you've been listening to us for a long time, you know we're in the U.S. And cricket is not, not a prevalent yeah. sport here. But you think about, really, how small the USA is compared to the rest of the world, Definitely. right? And I think yeah. the rest of the world plays this sport. But if you told me you were going to a cricket match, first of all, I would have thought you were saying croquet. <laughs> and I would have made fun of you. Um, so I always think of Heathers when I think of croquet. Oh, croquet right? yeah. I thought that was cricket. <laughs> What was your all's favorite spicy scene? Go ahead. Could you guys narrow it down even? Okay. Mine is going to be different (laughs) than you guys think. Every single fucking time that one of these hockey players takes his shirt off one handed, (laughs) my feminism leaves my body. Okay. It just like fucking flies away. It flies right out the window. These boys can even, they are so excited they can't even wait to use two hands to get the clothes off. <laughs> they can only use one. Plus, it takes some serious flexibility and dexterity mm-hmm. to do it smoothly and swiftly. I That's tested true. my theory and like almost popped my shoulder out of socket. <laughs> it was like, like I know, like my arm got stuck in my, it was like crack, crack, crack. And I was like, oh, I'm not a smooth hockey what player. What I want to yeah. know is if you made Brian try it. No, I didn't. But, but he's really flexible. He probably yeah, I could. I was going to say he probably could but, pull that off. But, I mean, if you think about how much flexibility and, str- and strength it takes to, like, pull yeah, your shirt true. over your yeah. head one-handed. And not get stuck. Oh, my God. It's well, so It's like unwrapping hot. a present. Because yeah, then it's, like, abs for days. <laughs> mm. Mindy, what was your favorite spicy scene? <laughs> Besides that. <laughs> Mine actually was the, the hotel room after the Pittsburgh loss and when they both take her at once. And I know we've talked... Caleb and Jake. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Caleb, Jake, and Rachel in the hotel room after they lost, and they come and bring Jake like cookies and chocolate yeah. milk. Oh, and, yeah, that was really sweet. Yeah, which was the sweet part of it. But then, like you know, then they they do the you know two and one the deed, <laughs> the deed. That was and that's the when they first bring out the tentacle. But too. we were discussing this yes. at book club. I think after I read it, I understood it more, Whitney, because I know you were asking like how it could all fit. Yeah, how logistically it would work. I think yeah. I understand how it would work logistically. I just don't think my hoo ha stretches that much. <laughs> <laughs> I did of, not have vaginal births, so I don't know if mine can go that at times. Stretched. And this that scene in particular is one of these times. At times, I felt like, are, are we trying to give the impression that Caleb is not big as big. in well endowed well, well he's definitely not as as yeah. jake and certainly omari because they talk about that yeah. right but i'm also like 
I feel like we're kind of doing Caleb dirty a little bit. I don't know. Caleb's got those piercings. I would do Caleb dirty. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think he requires it. (laughs) I know, right? Kind of into those piercings. You guys know I like a little bit of eyeliner and shit. I'm into it. I'm not even kidding. I'm very intrigued by the the piercings. I am 150 at heart. And like such a prude, I guess. I wrote several times in my notes, I guess I'm just a prude. (laughs) So I just read a book called Marrow by Bryn Weaver and Trish Trish Wolf, who we met, Trisha, Trish, who we met at Less Than the Low Country. Yeah. And uh, there is a very unexpected character that has them. And we had already read this part of the book. And I was like, yeah, he has a Jacob's Ladder. And I was like, yes. (laughs) Darren. Darren would 100% not be on board with that, right? Like, he's like, don't fucking touch my dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, with a piercing. Does he say that to you, Mindy? (laughs) Don't fucking touch my dick. He does not say that to me. But as far as, like, I mean, he does not want some bearded guy piercing his dick. Like, right? What about a big-breasted woman? He'd think about it. (laughs) Yeah, he'd give that one a pause, probably. Darren, if you said, this is important to me, he would totally do it. He would do it. Yeah. He would. I know he would. He looks all sweet and innocent. But he was in the Navy. He, like, <laughs> He's he, a simp for you, Mindy. He, is he definitely simp. is a simp for me. He's a uh, hashtag Mindy simp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would love if we could have hashtag Mindy simp be like trending. Go that trend that, yeah. I'm a Mindy simp. That's going to go viral. I would love that so much. <laughs> I've been a Mindy simp for like 15 years. <laughs> Did I completely cut you off on your no, explanation? No, or no okay. I mean, that's basically it. I just really, really like that. I'm, I was intrigued by the whole dynamic and the logistics of it all. Like <laughs> yeah. It definitely made me pause and be like, okay, the let's, physics of it. Like, I needed to like, write, I need a diagram, right? I do. Wonder, I said that when I was reading yeah. it with you guys. So, yeah. one of our questions for Emily should be, how did she find out the logistics of that? Yeah, scene? no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. I don't know. It just and all that Is sexual tension. Your imagination. In the There's movie? all that <laughs> sexual tension between Jake and Caleb that just, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I mean, I've said it before. <laughs> I love a little mm. Me so, too. Yeah, maybe not so little. It's not literal. <laughs> I like a little pierced MM. How's that? Uh, well, what was uh, yours, Wit? Come I on. Mean, tell, us, tell us about your non-dick piercing. <laughs> I mean, She's it, like, I like it when they kiss. <laughs> pretty much. Yes. I mean, I liked all the stuff with Omari. He's just yeah. my favorite. But that's because I'm just, you know really monogamous and really there's really nothing just, wrong with that either yeah, it's like, just, that's I, don't, what I like i mean i hate that you feel like you're embarrassed about that cause i mean i'm not embarrassed by it but i don't want to be like i didn't like that you know what i mean so <laughs> hey, we all have the things we like yeah it's fine. yeah i will say too and this was part of the reason why i was asking earlier if i had missed something in the prequel novella i did feel like and it might just be me and my like own personal dis discomfort but i kind of felt like i mean jay kind of gave him a blowjob kind of out of nowhere for me personally him and caleb and that's why i'm like i feel I like i was jake, missing something he, no, you know what here's i mean why i feel like i wasn't missing something i feel like jake will do anything that rachel likes exactly and he knew she would like it and i think he okay he lets his inhibitions down in front okay. of her way more than if he i think she it wasn't was there. for her and not for caleb yes Okay, that makes more sense. It was for me too, but (laughs) (laughs) I I hadn't thought about it like that. That makes sense. Even at that point, Jake just didn't realize. Like Jake didn't realize how close he was. I mean, even later, later on, and it may be in the third 
section up. I feel like I feel bad. Like I feel like I'm I shouldn't have read ahead, but I, I had already read ahead anyways. But um, <laughs> he's he mentioned something like he's not attracted to him physically. He's attracted to him as a person, even though right. he's like he he's like yeah he's, he's totally hot, but like I'm not attracted to him that way. I'm attracted to him as the whole person, right? It's not so about can, his body. So yeah. yeah, so like still, even in that moment before he even realized it, I think he was like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. I don't know. But I, truth, truthfully, I think most of it is about Rachel. Rachel, Rachel releases like he, she lets down his inhibitions for him which again basically. i say i would have to be the rachel in the yeah. group dynamic right <laughs> like everybody worships the ground i walk yes. on and whatever i want to do is what's going to happen you're and- the rachel <laughs> of this podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> we all do uh, what you say when you say it. Do. <laughs> thank you guys i'm I'll- on my knees <laughs> begging that. you for show notes <laughs> service me i'm like whitney whitney you're so good at setting up those interviews good good. that's only true part of the time good girl whitney good Um, good girl oh thank you guys (laughs) anyway who is your uh chapter mvp or section mvp i wonder if it's all the same for all of us i don't know mine was ilmari mine too I p- did not pick Omar. Okay, I'm shocked. I know. You go first. Yeah. Win. Okay. So I picked Jake because he made me laugh a lot. Yeah, I he's picked hysterical. My fa- my chapter MVP and my favorite secondary character I chose because they made me laugh. And I had like a, an entire section of notes of stuff that Jake said that made me laugh out loud. Um, that whole conversation <laughs> when Rachel comes back home from Cincinnati and they're all talking about like Ilmari kind of joining the the group or whatever. Jake said like five things that made me laugh out loud. And he, he said talking about all their penises comparison. It's like comparing a delicious bratwurst to a two pound salami. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. I like how and Dick's, then, or how Jake has a huge dick and he's like, but Ilmari's bigger. Right. Yeah. Like he knows his place. Right. <laughs> but he says, Ilmari's like, like, what would this look like if I'm, if I join your group or whatever? Like, what does that look like? And Jake says, well, for starters, you got to let me sleep with my thumb in your ass. <laughs> and you, and you know about naked Thursdays, right? <laughs> like that made me laugh so hard. Um, <laughs> that just made me laugh a lot. And then later at the end of this section, Ilmari is talking about like their future and, you know, we don't want to build our future on shifting sands. Like right. he has this big, like meaningful speech. Yes. And Jake says, dude, you're the wise old owl from a cartoon movie. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he made me laugh a lot. He was really, really He's funny. Hilarious. I, I enjoyed that whole last section, the last few <laughs> chapters, all these like zingers and one liners. Yeah. I was like, this he is great. He definitely comes into his own, like, in these in some of these chapters where he's yeah. like you're like okay that's who he is that's where what he brings to this the table here he's yeah, definitely he's, comedic relief he he was hilarious yeah. i enjoyed that a lot i definitely really started to connect more with the characters in the second part yeah. of this oh, book for sure yeah. Yeah. the first part i mean it was fine but i was like okay cool they're doing it like i like that that's fine but this time i'm feeling like more of an emotional Oh, for sure. Yeah. The first section is a lot more heat and this section was more development. I felt for me. Yeah. I think that's why it was really hard for me to pick an MVP, but I ultimately went with Elmari. I think he and Jake stand the most to lose with the arrangement. So there's that aspect that he's risking his carefully structured life to be with Rachel because he can't not be with her. Right. So I also love his quiet strength and his willingness to sacrifice things he never thought he would just for her. 
Um, honestly, in these chapters, I'm still not so sure that Rachel kind of deserves Elmari, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. On my first read, Elmari was my, my least favorite of the guys, but on this re- reread, he's definitely inching up the ladder. Yeah. I love him. It's funny that you say that because I didn't really care for him in the first third of the book, but he's really grown on me. You know, he stands up for what he believes in with Dr. Halla. He really does respect Rachel. And Mm -hmm. even though he's kind of having like this sexual awakening when it comes to the polyamorous Mm -hmm. relationship, bless you all. He's a book nerd. (laughs) Yes. He is. I know that's super hot. Finnish tattooed hockey player book nerd yep. with a monster cock with a monster <laughs> cock praise the goddess emily rath <laughs> i know that first section last time last week where he was like i'm not sitting with you guys because i need to finish my book i yeah, was like, like i yes, see you yes, yes. yes. <laughs> i see you and i get you you are my people yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely what about your favorite secondary character Mine was Tess. Mine too. Mine too. So All right. mine, mine was really because of this quote. I don't know if I would enjoy being made into a human Twinkie. I don't care how good the books make it seem. When I'm with a man, I want to give him all my attention. You better believe that what I want is his attention on me. And it got me really excited to read her book next. Yes. yes. She's going to, she's, yes. she and uh, Langley are the, the yeah, couple. Yeah, I can't wait. Like, I, I really, really want to read so about good. her. I liked her a lot. The, when they were on the beach, I liked all the little, like, <laughs> the, the way that Rachel, watches Langley and Tess and she's like oh my gosh Langley no. just stop, stop it like it. you cannot handle all that <laughs> like, she is gonna chew you up and spit yes, out. I, yes. Love, I love that but somebody I can't remember who but somebody asks Rachel if she wants a hot dog and Tess is like she wants two hot dogs like she's making all these jokes <laughs> yes. about about the whole situation she made me again she made me laugh a lot yeah. just like Jake right but yeah that's I exactly her what I said I said she just cracks me up and yeah. I love how she has all the boys eating out of the palm of her hand. <laughs> yeah. She has zero filter with anyone, especially Rachel. And she calls Rachel out on her shit, which not many people do. Right. right. And, and, yeah. and Rachel, as I'm learning in my second reread is kind of an asshole sometimes. Like she's a little <laughs> self-centered and she, you know, and it all, it's all fine in the end, but you know, I love that she kind of calls her out on that. And, and like you said, the next book, Pucking Wild, it's Tessa's story and it's so good. I'm excited to read yeah. that. I like. I think a lot. Uh, you'll be less uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> is it a monogamous uh, relationship? It is a monogamous relationship, but it, it gets it. freaky. I will say a that a little bit freaky. No, no tentacles are involved. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm on board. <laughs> it's really the tentacle that pushes it over the edge for Whitney. <laughs> Uh, what about a favorite quote? I already said my favorite quote. It was the wise old owl. <laughs> Dude, you're the wise old owl <laughs> from a cartoon movie. <laughs> so I'm going to pull a Mindy. I have two. <gasps> I, I do too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my first one is, how's a guy supposed to compete with the surfing sun-kissed Edward Cullen? <laughs> <laughs> Whitney, I can't believe that wasn't your favorite quote. That was pretty good. I'm telling you, Miss R- Emily Rath has the. She's like she's the queen of zingers. Funny. Yeah, she's I mean, hilarious. Funny. So my second one is it's the best my dick drunk ba- brain could manage. <laughs> <laughs> was that Jack? No, it's what uh, it's Rachel, Rachel. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But like, I'm laying in bed. It's like one in the morning, and my husband's sleeping, and I'm trying not to bust out <laughs> laughing because I'm like, oh, I've been there, babe. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing yeah. makes sense. You don't know what's going right. on around like, you. Like, I don't even right. care. <laughs> Just do what you want to do. Yeah. What oh, was yours, man. Mindy? So, okay. like I said, I have two as well. And they're actually both Rachel, which is funny. Uh, I love the things Rachel says to herself. Like when she's thinking about the boys and one of my favorites is, well, sweet heavens. Now I'm thinking about Mars Kinoon and dominating things. Rain it in, psycho. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, this, this is probably one of my all time favorites in, in the whole book. When she says, I was about to have a very fortifying meal. A six, three professional hockey player was on the menu, hopefully with a side of equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind eating that girl dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what about uh what you guys are looking forward to for this final section of the book coming up next week i really want to see caleb confess his feelings for jake i yeah. don't know if that happens in this book or not but i'm really looking forward to it and like then, an actual honest conversation right yeah. yeah yeah and then i really want to know what the team's gonna say when they find out mm, about yeah. this quadruple quadruple <laughs> quadruple oh, yeah, right. it is right there. quad amorous the, the non-hierarchical polyamorous <laughs> i still cannot say <laughs> that <laughs> word <laughs> especially after two the, drinks these are my lovers <laughs> that's what i would say <laughs> Just simplify that this a little bit. This is my amorous. <laughs> yeah. These are my amories. <laughs> What's yours, Wit? What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I was looking forward to, after, after finishing this section, I really honestly was looking forward to just reading the rest of the book and looking at it as an entire story, right? Because this section was a lot for, you know, little old me. Goodness, it doesn't get goodness, any better. Right? But... <laughs> I I went ahead and read the rest of the book because I wanted to be able to think about all of it, especially this section in terms of the whole story and not just this section by itself. Right. Yeah. And I will say that after reading the whole thing, I do feel like I understand what's going on way better right. by the time I get to the end of the book. And I understand what Emily Rath is doing. Right. Like I understand what her purpose yeah. is with all of these different choices. So that's really getting through the rest of it and being able to look at it as a whole overarching story and not just like, well, you know, that was just a lot for me. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I, I appreciate it a lot more being able to look at it as a whole. Like when that. you realize that she doesn't want to just bang everybody in sight, like right. that they each right. fulfill a part of her that needs fulfillment. Mm -hmm. When I look at it that way and when I see it as the overarching like theme of it, right. it makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about that more. Yeah. I mean, not not that Rachel wants to bang everybody. <laughs> talk we can about talk about that too. We can talk about that too. <laughs> to talk about it as an overarching story, right? Like yeah. to get to the end of the book next week and be able to talk about it as a whole. That's yeah. I'm excited. About I mean, that. I'm looking forward to the four way action. <laughs> I'm like that. I'm a simple lady. <laughs> I'm, I just want to see them all know, in one room. It sounds kind of complex to me. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> So oh, I have a couple so questions great. I need resolved, though. Oh, okay. yes, please. So, and I know we're not going to write this on the page because it's not sexy, but <laughs> how does Rachel not get yeast infections or UTIs? <laughs> it, the whole thing talks about how, like, well, then we just fell asleep in each other's arms. And I'm like, you got a urinary tract yeah. infection, honey. That is one thing. Uh, like, go what take is a it? shower, In bitch. one of the Bonds That Tie books, <laughs> oh, yeah. North is like, go pee. And I'm like, I appreciate this. <laughs> yeah. this detail North here. Draven always taking care of yes. ollie I know, yes. right? every time i imagine omari doing that yeah. <laughs> in this in this she's dynamic. like but i'm tired and he's like go piss i'm not taking you to the doctor tomorrow <laughs> yeah. so the other one is is when is someone
someone going to get jealous and lose their shit? I don't mm. know. I find it unbelievable that no one's like had a moment yet because right. it's it's yeah yeah i'm sure it's probably coming and you both are looking at me like it's gonna come i mean that's so. just the reality of yeah. human nature right, right. but yeah, yeah no polyamory. i've a hundred percent yeah i agree with that I, one thing this isn't really the same type of question but just one thing that i thought was interesting is that we don't see on the page we don't see Caleb and Jake and Rachel really having that in-depth conversation yeah. about like, okay, here's the deal with our Ilmari. Here's how we're going to discuss their contract. Yes. Yeah. Like, here's how we're going to deal with this. Here's how we're going to present this situation to him. Like they say that, okay, we talked about it and we're all on the same page, but we don't actually get to see that conversation. I think they're all too scared to have a big conversation. Well, they're I, worried about rejection. But I, it says that they did that. The three uh, of them talked about it. And then Ilmari comes over and talks about it. With that, and I just thought that was an interesting choice well, to not I show us. You know, think in real, you know, realistic terms too, because they also talk about how Jake and Caleb talk about things, but without Rachel. Yeah, like they talk about our page. Yeah, yeah, without Rachel, and I think it's sort of to because they're all this is all new to all of them. Yeah, that's it's true. not like she's like, oh, I know all about polyamory. Like they're right. all sort of trying to figure know, it out, trying to figure it out, and go with. <laughs> My just sexual butler just fries. walked in with French fries. <laughs> Thank you, good sir. <laughs> You're a scholar and <laughs> a gentleman. A gentleman. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, go ahead, Min. But yeah, I think that's part of it is that they they're sort of still discovering it, and so they're gonna fuck it up, right? right? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. yeah. Me and Mindy were discussing via text today these two books that we're reading with too much fucking dialogue. So I don't mind a little off the page discussion. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool with it. Yeah. yeah, but that's a pretty big discussion to have off the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was an yeah, interesting writing choice. You know? Yeah, but. definitely. Are there any other tidbits or anything? Well, I just I have a question. I just need to know how she has like five orgasms at a time because I'm <laughs> super sore after one. <laughs> just Mindy, saying. Mindy, I love how much you share about yourself. You, you've had multiple <laughs> orgasms, like, I don't right? Have anything to? I have. Okay, but not five. Yeah, I don't think I've had five. What is it on Friends? The night of nine times or something? Ross talks I think about. That's just the number of times they did it. That doesn't mean Carol got off every time. Well, he did though, probably. Yeah, but for guys, well, yeah, it's that's different. true. Forget about them. Screw them. Forget about it. <laughs> I love how Jake brags about how he did it six times with her on their first night. <laughs> As he should. He should. And she's like, I fell asleep. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And Amari's like, I can go all night long. (laughs) There is a little bit of trivia in this section. So the ugly horse painting that Jake is staring at in the museum scene is actually kind of an Easter egg. So the painter is George Corbin. And George Corbin is a character in Emily Rath's Regency series. Oh. I yeah. really want to read that. And I was going to buy those books from her at Less Than the Low Country, but she had accidentally not brought them. Brought, not brought them. No. Oh. Yeah, I want to yeah. read that too. That's the, that's the one thing I haven't read by her. So we'll link in the show notes the picture of the ugly horse painting that Emily had in her mind. And then there's another one that's even funnier that a fan posted a fan that did. they thought that they, that what, what they pictured. So, Oh, that's funny. I love that. But I love little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. I, I like when authors do that too. So what about your, everybody's nerdiest thing of the week? Should I go first? Yeah. Um, so I started rereading the Throne of Glass series. I thought you were going to say the bonds that tie. Yeah. No. And I was like, okay, Winnie. But I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
last week when we were recording we were talking about it i put the first three books on hold at the library you, for audio oh, yeah well, i listened to the one on audio too uh, it's so good yeah well i've been telling you guys the uh, one of the teachers for my kids school has been messaging me on reading all this she did this with iron flame and she started reading throne of glass and she was like i needed a break with the throne of glass i started reading the bonds of time <laughs> And I was like, I've turned another one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I Does probably she want to come to dinner. <laughs> right. Girl dinner. She, after she read the first or she listened to the first book and then she was like, I don't really know how I feel about any of these people. And I was like, I think Keep reading. Yeah. I was like, I think that's pretty par for yeah. the course. But then also I went Black Friday shopping with my husband, my sister and my brother-in-law. And there's this store at the mall here in Louisville called Buy Socks You All. Have you guys been here? Okay. No. So it's this really fun store that they have, I mean, a bunch of socks, but they like design their own stuff and they had Taylor Swift Christmas ornaments, earrings, mugs, and socks and tea towels. So I ended up buying a Taylor Swift mug that has like the art basically from her Midnight's um, album. They had the most hilarious stuff. They had Andy Bashir, the <laughs> governor of Kentucky. Nice. They had socks with his face on it and like earrings and they That's were cute. It was really cute, a cute little store. So definitely go check them out. But yeah, that the Taylor Swift mug. I was like, well, I have to buy this. <laughs> I'll Robbie to, was like, do you? I'll have to check that out because we have crazy sock day at school it's, all the time. They it's, have a ton of stuff. Like literally today we had it. And so I wore my socks that have my cat's face on it. See, my sister is a dentist. And so she wears scrubs to work. And yeah. she has like a million pairs of insane socks. Like that's because that's how you express that's, yourself. Right. Yeah. That's the only par- fun part of her, her work outfit, basically. So she bought I mean, I don't know how much money she spent at that store, but she <laughs> bought a lot of socks. But anyway, it was a really cute little store. And I like my mug. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, I have two that have to do with our Instagram feed. Uh, if you're not following us, it's our nerdiest thing on Instagram. We're hilarious. We post book <laughs> reviews and author interviews. We are hilarious. And tons of fun reels and all of that. But my husband came home from a work trip and we always buy each other little tchotchke gifts while we're gone. And he bought me these purple octopus tentacle socks. They're really cute. So, not knowing, not yeah. knowing what we're discussing because <laughs> we've not edited these episodes yet. And so I posted them and tagged Emily and it was pretty much like, if you know, you know, and then Am- Emily, like, you know, reposted it, which I thought was really, really sweet of her. And then I also did a Thanksgiving post of things that would get you to leave the Thanksgiving dinner, like best post ever. Thank you. Yeah. And one of them was if, you know, one of these four books was released early and it was the next um, from Blood and Ash book. It was the next Sarah J. Mass book. It was uh chaos uh gods of chaos by yes. scarlet st yeah. Clair, and then the final one was destroy the day by bridget kimmer and then she replied to us today and she's like it's coming soon i promise so i just so want exciting. authors to know how much we appreciate yeah. that and, yes definitely. you know we're supporting you but you're also supporting us like we take what we do really seriously and supporting you and so i just i wanted to say thanks to emily and bridget for doing that yeah. i love that we fangirl all the time oh, yes, yes we do <laughs> Yes, we do. And we notice every, every single, single day. <laughs> yes. I notice every like, every comment, every unlike of our page. I was going to say, we also <laughs> notice when you don't respond at all. <laughs> Just same. Mindy, what was your nerdy thing? So mine, by the time this comes out, it's going to be past uh, the holiday season. But uh, this week I was so excited because I got in the mail. I ordered a sticker advent calendar from one of my favorite websites, which is probably Smut which I've talked about before. 
Uh, and they're just, they just have funny stuff. I'm like, I don't know what my deal is. I, I, I'm channeling my inner 80s child and I'm like super stoked about stickers right now. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do with them, but <laughs> stickers are having a moment. They are. They are. And I've got a nice little collection. And so I'm really excited to start this. It's not December yet when, as, as of this recording. So I'm, I'm excited to start. They have hilarious stickers. They're, they're all they really funny. Stuff, they're, yeah. you know, like they're very, they're all bookish related, but, uh, you know, funny and, and, and smutty things. So I'm excited to see what kind of stickers I'm going to end up with on, uh, from my probably smut sticker advent calendar. That'll be fun. Yeah. You'll have to share. I will. Send us a text every day. I will. <laughs> Look at this one. Well, that's it for this episode. Next week. Yeah, we hardly talked at all. I know. I know. I can't even believe it. Next week, we will be joined by author Emily Rath to talk about the last section of Pucking Around. We're going to be... Speaking of fangirling. Yeah, speaking of freaking out. (laughs) Uh, We'll be talking about chapters 73 through the epilogue, the end of the book. We'll see you then. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Like what you heard in this episode? Follow Our Nerdiest Thing on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Our Nerdiest Thing or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Our Nerdiest Thing. We love hearing from fellow nerds. Email us at ournerdiestthing at gmail.com. Thank you.